0: The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by. Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You're listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 49. This is the ninth episode in our Path to Enlightenment series, and today I want to talk about meditation. Meditation is one of my favorite tools to use for as I find my own path to enlightenment, and it is exactly that. It is the tool that is available to all of us. We do it all the time, we just don't know we do it because, let's be honest, the definition of meditation and what it is it's pretty confusing when you go Google it and you watch YouTube videos what is meditation? how does it work? are you doing it wrong? are you doing it right there's a lot of questions around it that uh, I'm hoping to I'm going to give you my take and hopefully it will help you uh, find some peace. <laughs> And settle into the fact that you do it all the time and maybe there's a way that you can supercharge it with your intention and a little bit of clarity. So, as always, let's get started, let's have some fun, and let's talk about meditation. So, I'm curious... If you have ever tried to Google what meditation is, or if you've ever tried to watch some instructional videos on YouTube about meditation, for me, I started doing this a few years ago and it was, you know, as, as a spiritual seeker and somebody who's watched a lot of YouTube videos and listened, you know, read a lot of books, and I, I got to tell you, it was one of the most confusing things I ever tried to learn. Um, not because it's hard, but because there's just so many takes on what meditation is. Right out of the gate, I will tell you this is just my take on what meditation is, but I'm going to try to back all the way out of, you know, these hands-on how-to version of talking about it to kind of, let's, let's have a conversation around the principles of meditation or the philosophy of what it even is, kind of a big picture discussion, because I believe at the very core of what meditation is, is is it is something that is tailor-made to you. And so for me to do a whole episode on step 1, step 2, step 3, it could be helpful for some of you and for others it will be it'll totally miss the mark. And given that this path to enlightenment series is about understanding the journey to enlightenment is different for different people, I think it makes total sense to have a discussion around meditation that allows for those differences. If you're a dominant, if you're an influencer, if you're steadfast, if you're conscientious, or even if you're a Christian or a Buddhist or a you know, a new ager, there's so many elements that will play into what version of meditation resonates with you. And my number one filter for any spiritual practice must be, is it working? If it does not work for you, stop it. (laughs) Do not step into this religious, uh, try harder, do better version of spirituality. It it, it is not helpful. And it, most importantly, it doesn't work. If it's not working, if it is producing striving in you, then. Find something that doesn't. Find something that resonates you, that is just easy and gives you life. It produces the fruit of the Spirit. Try harder, do better, or condemnation, or stress are not fruits of the Spirit. I'm sorry. I know uh, a, lot of, a lot of us grew up in a religious tradition where uh, condemnation and stress were considered fruits of the Spirit because it meant you were trying really hard, and it meant that you loved God so much that you just went up to the altar and you every Sunday and you just confessed how, what a loser you were because you were trying so hard to be righteous. That is not a fruit of the Spirit, people. That's actually a fruit of law. That is a fruit of condemnation. That is a fruit of the devil. Literally, the true definition of the devil, the I am not, that is a fruit of that wrong tree. Stop it. Just plain and simple. If you're doing any practice, even if you're listening to this podcast and you condemn yourself when you miss a week, stop. Just take a break. If it does not give you life, if any spiritual practice does not give you life, and you're doing it because some leader or some influential person in your life is trying to convince you that you must do this to be as spiritual as I am, stop. This is, if if New Age Christianity is anything, it is about finding your path to enlightenment. It's about finding your set of tools, your tool belt, your set of thoughts and things that produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. You get the idea. The fruits of the Spirit. So, any of these episodes, if they, even in how I talk, I, I use the example of Jesus where people, you know, well, that that preacher is just handing out a bunch of, con- bunch of condemnation. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe that's just what you're hearing. Right? Jesus himself, the greatest teacher of all time, still had one out of 12 of his disciples. His name was Judas. He didn't get it. He missed it. So you can't blame the teacher. You 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 have to know your own journey. You have to know your own spiritual muscles. So I can I can have a particular podcast, or I've done it before where I've had messages that are super life-giving and super freeing. And then I t- then I have students of mine come up to me and say, I'm doing it wrong. I'm like, no, the, well, and we'll talk about that later. But like, guys, like, the fact that you think you're doing it wrong is the only evidence that you actually are doing it wrong because you think there's a right way and a wrong way and you're on the wrong side of it that's the only idea this is that literally the knowledge of good and evil is the only way to be doing it wrong. So stop it again. We'll talk about that uh, later in some tips and tricks, but uh, I want to start out of the gate. Like what is meditation? We think when we talk about meditation, we don't realize this is one of the most loaded words in the English language in, in this modern discussion about spirituality and humanity is because anywhere from, you know, Will Smith and Oprah to your pastor, to your completely hedonistic, could care less about God friend, they, everyone has this take on what meditation is. And I think by and large, and, and again, this is just my perception, By and large, I think most people kind of have this vision of the Buddha sitting with his legs crossed and his fingers out, you know, his, his middle finger and his thumb touching. He's got his eyes closed and his back is straight and he is, um, right? Yes, that is meditation. Is that the only version of meditation? Heck no. So I would make the case that first and foremost, meditation depends on what your intention is you can meditate for stress relief, right? That's a big thing in uh, even in, in that kind of, um, it's, there's, a, there's a movement, they don't call it meditation, they call it mindfulness, right? Uh, they're starting to implement it in some more, of, some more of the progressive schools with children, like, well, the, instead of nap time in kindergarten, they have, they'll have mindfulness time, and they'll actually teach the, chi- the kids how to meditate, for lack of a better way to say it. So, stress relief, And just calming yourself down is a very, you know, obviously stress is the cause of every disease. And if you are to, if you just want to take 15 minutes out of your busy day to sit and, you know, use some technique, there's so many different techniques, you can, your intention can be stress relief. Awesome. That's meditation your intention can be to go into the spirit. You know, Ian Clayton is one of the teachers who first kind of introduced me to the to the truth, that you are seated in heavenly places, and that you can actually transcend the physical realm and go into heaven, go into the realm of the spirit. And I know Ian Clayton in that kind of courts of heaven group, they would say it's heaven, they would say that it's a particular thing, but then you can go to other religious ideas where it's transcendental and you can, you know, you can even th- do things like, you know, take ayahuasca and have experiences with other beings. And it, like, there's more than one dimension is the idea of transcendental meditation or being in the spirit. Uh, you can meditate for worship, right? You can, I, I would argue that the, the more um, relaxed and the more deep worship in churches that takes place on Sunday mornings, you know, <laughs> three fast songs, two slow songs, by the time you get to that that second slow song and it's the, and and if you're in a church that really enjoys worship, they might do that slow song for freaking 20 minutes. And that state that people get in where they have their hands raised and their eyes are closed and they're just feeling the music or they're feeling God or they're praying, whatever they're doing, that's meditation. Then you have the idea of I, I'm meditating to i'm I'm thinking, right, about a problem. I'm meditating on God's word. I'm meditating on this problem at work, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking and I'm engaging with my thoughts on a problem solving level, right? I'm looking for revelation. I'm looking for insight. I'm looking for an answer. And we're not exactly necessarily praying to God who is outside of us. We're just thinking and just waiting for that solution to come from within. That's meditation. Okay. And then there's even things like uh, meditating for physical pleasure, like if you've, if you've, you know, or sexual pleasure of things like uh, Kundalini yoga or, uh, or there's tantric meditation for that kind of physical pleasure. And, and that again is one of the just the many examples of, so if if all of those things are meditation, Austin, then what is meditation? And I would say meditation is intentionality. Meditation is intentionality in your internal world. I could say it's intentionality in your thought, but sometimes meditation is to transcend thought itself. So it's intentionality in your internal world. And there is so many different forms and so many different uh, kind of ways to do it that the if if I can encourage you to do anything, if you're like, hey, you know, what? I feel like I'm supposed to be meditating, what you're really feeling is this it's, it's spirit saying, hey, you need to be intentional about what's going on in your internal world. Now you can interpret that as oh, I need to do transcendental meditation, or I need to do some stress relief meditation. I need to do some yoga. I need to I need to turn on some worship music and just be in the presence of God or go to the third heaven, whatever it's intentionality in your internal world. And I would ask you, so what's if, if I'm going to just challenge if you're like, well, I don't know about that. You know, meditation is different than just thinking. Well, okay. What is the difference between daydreaming and meditating? I would say the difference is intention. What's the difference between problem solving and meditating? Intention. What's the difference between envisioning or, you know, if you're, if you do law of attraction stuff and you're envisioning the car you want to drive out, what's the difference between that and meditation? Intention, right? They're literally, you're doing these things in your mind all the time. We are always meditating. We're letting our minds solve problems. We're letting them daydream we're letting them wander out into space. And all you have to do is then turn your intention, just, just flip the switch on and those experiences can become on purpose they can become intentional they can become useful beyond just oh i was i was daydreaming okay so that to me is what meditation is and i hope that if if it's ever been one of those like ooh i don't know if i can meditate if it's either against the rules or it's something i'm i'm not good at or whatever take the pressure off and <laughs> here's let me tell you what meditation isn't okay meditation isn't trying really hard again that's how that was kind of my intro like if it's not easy if it's not life giving if it doesn't produce the fruit of the spirit that's the only way in which you're doing it wrong there is you know if you think oh i'm doing it wrong then you are not because you like follow me here it, you're not doing it wrong because you messed it up you're doing it wrong because you think there's a quote-unquote right way to do it, and you're not doing that. So if a teacher told you that meditation was transcendental, or, or alms, or yoga, or whatever, and you're like, I just I suck at that, and, I, and I, my mind wanders, and all this stuff, that's not doing it wrong. It is literally putting a law on yourself that says there's a right way to do this, and I'm screwing it up. That is the only way in which you're doing it wrong. So the truth is, is there's no wrong way to meditate. Again, find the one that brings you life. Find the one that, that works. If, it, if you get to the end of a meditation and your intention was stress relief, and you get to the end and you go, I did it wrong. Are you going to be more or less stressed? You're probably going to be more stressed because now you're a failure on top of not having dealt with the things that you needed to. If you can remove this lie of doing it wrong, you, you're automatically... Letting yourself engage with what you need to engage with to do the stress relief. So, meditation isn't trying really hard. It's also not something that is new agey, or it's not exclusive to the Eastern religions and Western religion thinks it's you know you're going to get demons. That's one of the things that I completely disagree with. With uh, Ian Clayton is he talks about the different meditations where your goal is to empty your mind. That that's how you get filled with demons. I disagree. Um, you can get filled with demons in a church. You can get filled with demons when your mind is completely full. You can get filled with demons if you have that vibration and you are like, I'm not trying to scare everybody. Like, it, it, There's no magic formula that says, well, if you do this, then demons are going to come. Demons can come, sure. You definitely need to be aware and maybe there is some some caution that is rising up in your intuition saying, maybe I shouldn't do transcendental or maybe I shouldn't do yoga, then listen to that. I think yoga and transcendental are fine. I do both, but it doesn't mean that everyone should do them. I And it doesn't mean that everyone should go to a church on Sunday morning either. I've met more demons in church than I've met anywhere else. Right. So follow your intuition, follow the the voice of the Holy Spirit that is inside of you. Let him lead you to all truth. Let that voice become your teacher, not me. Let that voice lead you to do this, but not this. Because you carry an energetic vibration and resonance that certain things that I talk about, if I talk about uh, meditation being for going to the third heaven, it may not resonate with you at all, but I use, I talk about it, you know, being a, looking for revelation or insight into scripture or into problems. You may be like, oh my gosh, I do that all the time. Perfect. Maybe I, when I talk about tantric and, uh, you know, kundalini meditation, maybe, maybe it resonates with you and it's been resonating with you and it's been on your radar for years now. And this is your, here's your sign. Go check it out. Go practice it. Go, go buy a book on it, whatever. Find the things that resonate with you, and it, meditation isn't this, like, if you do X, Y, and Z and hold your arms just right and your leg out just right, and then you, tw- you know, co- cross your eyes and do, you know, dot your T's, that is not suddenly this magic formula for getting a demon or doing it wrong. Meditation does not exclusively belong to the Eastern religions. The Bible talks about meditating on the Word of God day and night. The idea of meditation is, if, if you go by the definition that I've given you, that meditation is intentionality in your internal world, then even just thinking about thinking about the stars or thinking about philosophy can be a form of meditation. Thinking about relationships or just settling into gratitude, stress relief. And yes, some of the more higher forms of medificat- med- meditation could be considered transcendental meditation or being in the spirit, whatever. Because meditation isn't just one thing. I don't use just one form of meditation. I do all of these, actually. All of the ones I've mentioned, I do regularly. Some of them I do more than others. Uh, Lately, I've had a decent amount of stress in my life, and so I have made sure that I can, I've done my best to get my 15 to 20 minutes a day. Um, I use uh, Transcendental Meditation for my stress relief. I have not yet had an experience in Transcendental Meditation where I go to another realm, but uh, which is one of the main, you know, proponents or the main points of transcendental is to transcend this dimension. But it is wonderful for stress relief. Transcendental meditation, for those of you who don't know, it is uh, the the basic trick of transcendental meditation or TM, as what it's often called, is that uh, you give your mind something to focus on, so that it's free to kind of process other things the type of thing you give it to focus on needs to be something that doesn't mean anything to it. So usually it ends up being a word that means nothing, right? So somebody, right? Somebody or some word I just made up, it's, it's very similar to tongues, by the way, if you if you're, if you're a Christian tradition and you speak in tongues, the, you know, Paul says that when you speak in tongues, it means it's fruitless to your mind. And what you're doing is you're giving your mind something to focus on while your subconscious deals with the shit that you're trying to work through. And out of your belly will out of your heart will flow the rivers of living water. Out of and that and that groaning that the Holy Spirit does for you is you're praying an energetic vibration because your mind doesn't is a very terrible uh, judge of the things that you need to be talking to God about, the things that you need to be praying about. So praying in tongues is a beautiful tool. I very easily slip into a meditative state when I'm praying in tongues because it allows my mind to be busy with the sounds of words that mean nothing while my spirit prays for me or my my internal man is dealing with the stuff that it is aware of that my mind may be clueless. Your, your mind is clueless of a lot of things that you're working through. So transcendental meditation, they, they kind of, they, you pick a mantra. So you don't speak in tongues and full sentences and paragraphs. You just pick a word like sambati, and you keep repeating it and you focus on that word. And then the more uh, practice you have with it, the easier and easier it will become to kind of that word slides into the background of your mind while the, while you're, subconscious rises to the top and then you can start to transcend into a different dimension. You can start, you know, being in the heavens or you can start getting messages from the universe or whatever you want to call it. Transcendental meditation for me is extremely stress relieving because it does give my mind something else to focus on. And obviously stress often comes from what your mind has been focusing on. And you think, 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 and and that produces the stress. So if, if in a way you can stop thinking, it's wonderful. But again, that's not the only point of meditation. Not thinking is not the point of meditation. It's the point of some meditation and other meditation is about thinking very intentionally. It's about solving a problem and digging into, well, what if I do this and I do that? And what if I do this and I do that? That's also meditative. So some tips and tricks, you know, one, a real huge key to successful meditation is, I've already told you, there is no wrong way to do it, so let go of that, let go of that lie, and then secondly, whatever version of meditation, whatever intention of meditation you're trying to set in, step into, practice, be consistent. I know so many people are like, oh, I tried meditation, it didn't work. Well, how many times did you try it? Uh, twice. Well, a baby tries to walk, <laughs> If they try to walk twice and they fall down, they go. That doesn't work. Like meditation is a skill. It is something when you're when you're used to your monkey mind having like screaming all of these different things about what you need to buy for what you need to cook for dinner and what you know how do you, how are you going to pay that particular bill or what's going to happen in this relationship? Your monkey mind is used to running the show, and you're trying to bring intentionality into that mind. whether whether you're trying to stop thought or not, you're just trying to intentionally engage with that. And you try twice and you give up? Like... Don't be silly. That 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 is that's for amateur spiritual individuals. That's for people who think if it's going to work, it's going to work the first time, and it's like this magic formula. And it is not, you know, spirituality is is a muscle, and spiritual tools are are muscles. And you're not going to sit down on a bench press and bench 600 pounds on day one. You're going to have to work to get there. And it's not a try harder, do better. It is the simplicity of your mind and your body need the consistency. They need the practice. And you'll find if you just do that, that you will, you will get better and better and more consistent and you have better results and get to where you want to go faster. So consistency, consistency and practice, but behind that also give yourself grace, right? I told you, I've been doing transcendental meditation for a while now. I think I'm at like three or four months and I have yet to have a transcendental experience. But again, my intention is for stress relief, and I'm, I'm happy f- to be open to the idea of a transcendental experience, and I'm sure someday I will, but I'm not giving, condemning myself for not having had one yet, if that makes sense. So again, that's the very first tip, is to give yourself permission to not think that you're doing it wrong. Like That is, that is so not the case. That is not the point. Another tip. If you're struggling with meditating because your mind has just got so much to say, there's a lot of people with a lot of stress. There's a lot of people with a lot of problems to solve. There's a lot of people with a lot of fears and a lot of frustrations and like that. And you may try to be trying to meditate because for that reason, like because oh, it's stress relief or it's something that I can get some answers from spirit or whatever. And then you go and you and you set aside some time and you cross your legs and you put point your fingers together and you and you try to be the buddha and then your mind just goes crazy right you try to you try the music you try the binaural beats you try being in nature you try having no music you try all these different things and every time you do your mind just goes crazy well there's a little a little tip in here that is pretty common to find it's 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 uh, actually a technique for a lot of uh, deeper meditations which is Instead of thinking that you are your mind and that you can't stop it, don't try to stop it. Just step one step further back in your mind and become the observer of your mind. So you can't stop thinking about the situation at work. That's okay. Don't try. Don't try to stop thinking about it. Instead, as your mind begins to process the situation at work, just observe the thoughts that come. Watch them come in the door and watch them leave the door. Like, let them flow. Don't try to stop them. Don't grab a hold of them and and tear them apart. Certainly don't grab a hold of them and condemn yourself for thinking. Just think. But watch yourself thinking. Become the observer of your thoughts. There are plenty of YouTube videos or blogs out there. I highly recommend Eckhart Tolle's stuff on The Power of Now. He majors on this, of the idea of becoming the observer of your thought. Uh, so does Don Miguel lip in a little bit uh, Don Miguel Ruiz in the voice of knowledge and um, some of those ideas of let yourself think realize that you are not your mind, you are actually higher than your mind and if you remember I've done the exercise uh, on this podcast maybe once or twice of if you close your eyes and you you say to yourself silently I am Austin but use your name you know I am Sally or whatever and then, ask yourself, who's the one that, that is listening to that statement? And then close your eyes again. Ask yourself, who's the one speaking that statement? And then close your eyes again. I, you know, Say it again, I am Austin. And then ask yourself, who's the one observing this whole discussion between you and yourself? So, you have an observer, you have the speaker, and you have the hearer. And then do it one more time and ask, who's observing the observation? Because there's one even higher than that, that you're, you can ask who's the observer, who's the listener, who's the speaker, but then who's the one observing that? That is your true I am, that, that fourth level up, that, that fourth level back. And that is the observer of your thoughts, right? So step into that. If, and again, if you've not done that exercise and you're trying to find the, that place of the observer of your thoughts, do exactly that. Say your name, silently to yourself with your eyes closed. Ask yourself, who's the one listening? Do it again. Ask yourself, who's the one speaking? Do it again. Ask yourself, who's the one observing this discussion? And then do it again and ask yourself, who's the one observing the observer? That is the spot where you can observe your thoughts and you can if, if your mind just goes a thousand miles an hour and you just cannot seem to get to where you can't get to that worshipful state or that stress relieving state or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve with your intent, step into a observer role. And at the very least, you'll step into a stress relieving state where you can just watch and kind of float above your own mind and uh, watch your thoughts come and go. So another little tip that I have is, is back to the, uh, stuff that I learned with Ian Clayton. You know, Jesus says that he went to prepare a place for us and that he and the Father would come and make their abode with us in uh, John chapter 16, I think, 14, somewhere in there in the upper room. So, in that statement, there is a truth, I believe, and I agree with Ian Clayton, that each one of us has a place in heaven prepared for us, and that heaven is as close as the air that you breathe that is at hand, that you can step into your heavenly kingdom, your mansion the this thing that is available to you, and for me, I'll speak from experience that my heavenly kingdom, or as Ian Clayton calls it, your mountain that uh, that this place is essentially for lack of a better way to say it, if I was super duper rich and I had this massive uh villa with these almost like royalty like the royal the the gardens of Versailles like these you know massive gardens and a big house and then all these other land you know there's an orchard over here and there's a city at the base of the mountain that uh that is also mine and there's other you know other entities that take shelter in my kingdom and all this stuff there's it's this big kind of, uh, it is a mountain and, and there's, there's all sorts of different elements and it's a very large territory. And here's the point. For me, all of the things in my mountain, all the things in my garden are typological or metaphorical for things that are in my life, right? So to give you an example, you know, So there was a season where I didn't even really spend a lot of time in the spirit, probably two, three years. And then, um, in the last year and a half, I've, you know, getting into this meditation and stuff like that, I have spent some time back in that, in the realm of spirit, in my, in my mountain, in my kingdom, whatever. And, uh, I've seen changes there that as I meditate on them, as I, you know, engage with the angels or the different, uh, entities that are in the, in the spirit realm, in the heavens, that it becomes evident that the changes that have taken place in my real life have been reflected in my territory, in my mountain, and uh, the, the reason I wanted to share this is because it is really freaking cool to kind of know the reality that you're you are a multi-dimensional being, and so you might be hearing this going, Austin, really, you have you have a mansion in heaven. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, we all do. We all have. A heavenly presence. We all have an he- heavenly energy. Where do you think you go when you dream? You go to other dimensions. Your, your consciousness is something that humanity barely understands, and there is a absolute truth to the unseen realms of of reality. That you have a reflection. You have a presence. You have a life there as well. Um, you're you're not fully aware of it all the time, but you can be, and. For me, that is absolutely something I wanted to share because a lot of times when I do meditate, uh, I'm taken there. And so you could say it's transcendental and and it's a transcendental experience. I view it a little bit differently, but it might as well be. It's very similar. That uh, I will go into uh, my my heavenly realm and I've had conversations with Moses or with Jesus or with David I've had conversations with ancestors who've gone before I've had I have uh, had revelations with with the Spirit of God on things that he was doing in my life that have literally brought me to my knees in tears I mean it's that's what prayer always should have been right communion with Father communion with spirit and so, if you're not aware of this idea that there's a place prepared for you, um, and maybe we'll do a full episode on it someday of just kind of unpacking this heavenly realm. Um, I have some friends that are very big into it that uh, maybe I should bring on that uh, we can talk about what that heavenly place looks like because you have one and it can become. Uh, it can. You ever if you've never heard of the idea of like a, a mind castle people with amazing memories. Um, if you ever watched the show, the, the modern version of Sherlock Holmes with, uh, Cumberbatch, I can't remember his first name. Um, it's on Netflix. I know, uh, there's an episode where there's a man, a man who, uh, just has all this sort of secret knowledge on people and I everything mean, like that. And they, they're trying to get this file from his computer and about halfway through the episode, you figure out that it's not a file. It's actually a guy, he has a mind castle where he hides all this information. And, uh, he just, he remembers it all. Well, a mind castle is a a tool that memory experts have used for years to kind of uh, house information. Well, it's not unlike a mind castle when you have this spiritual place that you go and it reflects your life and your experiences there. They put on story form, they put on a very real form that is memorable and life-changing. And so, you can check out Ian Clayton. There are some things that he teaches about the courts of heaven and all that stuff. I would just say, if it works for you, great. You know, back to the beginning of this episode, if it works for you, do it. If it doesn't work for you, don't do it. Find something that does. And for me, the definition of works is, does it produce the fruit of the spirit? If it produces striving, try harder, do better. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means it's wrong for you. So, Understand you have a mind castle. You have a place in the spirit prepared for you. And if you can regularly engage with that, you'll find that you can have a consistent experience. This place that you go when you meditate can be this real this can be a respite. It can be a really awesome place. It can be like going on you know, going into your into your quiet space that has such an energetic resonance that you can almost instantly get that stress relief or instantly get that revelation that you're looking for because you have a place that you go. And then last, kind of my last tip and trick is the whole tongues thing. If you have never spoken in tongues, it's super simple. Maybe I'll do an episode on that. If not, find a friend who does and see if they can help you. But if you do speak in tongues, then that is very useful for meditation. You're pretty much already doing it. When you speak in tongues, your mind just doesn't know what the crap you're saying. But it is, if if you're like me, when you speak in tongues, you are meditating on a problem or you're meditating on a prayer and you're not sure what to ask for so you've got this you've got this intention in your mind and then you let your mouth start to move that is a very powerful meditative tool that you can use again so consistency being the observer of your thoughts realizing that you have a place that you can go to consistently and uh you know essentially jumpstart or even speed up your intentions in meditation in the heavens and and the idea of tongues as a tool. Those are my kind of the ones that I use all the time. I'm sure there's other great tips and tricks. I can only talk to you about the things that work for me. And again, if you're going to Google it, if you're going to find YouTube videos, if none of these resonate with you, go find ones that do, but at least hopefully you understand the principle. There's no wrong way to do this. Meditation is not some simple, you know, this, this one spiritual traditions version. It's not just the Hindu version of meditation. It's not just the New Age version of meditation. There's a lot of things that are very valuable. Again, does it work? What's the point? What, why meditate? To help you, to, to give you revelation, to relieve your stress, to follow your journey on your path to enlightenment. That's why this is one of the tools I want to talk about and to kind of unpack for you. As you seek for enlightenment, realize that meditation is the tool you're using all the time. And if you can just insert some intention and some skill behind it, it can become a very, very useful tool as you follow for the spirit of God in your life to become fully manifested as a child of God. So thank you for listening. Hope it was helpful. Uh, as always, if you would consider donating to New Age Christianity, um, we would greatly appreciate it. We always are appreciative of those who even just ask. Um, you know, that's how one of the ways that I kind of live my life is whenever I receive information from a teacher, I always just ask Spirit, hey Spirit, should I give some money for this? Should I should I engage with the law of reciprocity in this, and how should I? And if you ask, that is literally good enough for us, and the Spirit will take care of care of. Our ministry and our our financial needs accordingly. Other than that, hope you guys are having a great week. uh, I'm looking forward to the next couple episodes on these tools. Um, There's some uh, really, really good good stuff coming up, and I'm excited for the season that I'm in to settle down a bit and uh, hopefully a lot of the changes that I want to make on the website and additions to this community, you will start seeing as the holidays draw closer. All right, guys, love you. Have a good night or have a good day or week, whenever you're listening to this and we'll see you on the next episode.